Welcome to the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien, Finance Editor for Health Leaders. My guest today is Daryl Baker, CFO at Redirect Health based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Daryl, thank you for joining me today. Jack, it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Usually when, when we're covering the healthcare industry, we focus a lot on the provider and the payer space, but another element that's typically at play is our businesses and employers and the cost that they face, the strategies they have to put into place as it relates to employee benefits, design, things of that nature. And coming out of a pandemic that has certainly rocked the healthcare uh, landscape and the economy in general, it's really important for leaders to understand what's changed and, and kind of directionally focused on, on where they can go in the future. With that lead in, Daryl, I'm really curious from your perspective, you know, in the conversations that you have with employers or business leaders, what are, you know, what are they really focused on coming out of the pandemic and, and what are you focused on that you think they should know if they haven't focused already? Yeah, Jack, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, obviously, the pandemic has changed so many aspects of of, of life in general. Um, and I think uh, one of the, and I view this as a positive change coming out of the pandemic, uh, is that uh, the marketplace is has become more open to um, virtual solutions rather than in-person solutions. And and when I think about um, you know healthcare and specifically you know programs that businesses set up for their employees have historically uh, gravitated towards models that were focused on in-person uh, care delivery, right? The traditional, hey, I I, I got a headache or or a, you know a stomach ache, I need to go to my see my primary care doctor to get treated for whatever the ailment is. And, and I think that this pandemic has um, highlighted to the marketplace that, that there are other ways of receiving very competent, uh, thoughtful, quality medical attention virtually. And so to that point, virtual care uh, generally is a lower cost way of uh, providing and receiving medical care. And, and businesses whose health plans have been designed around what I'll call the old model of in-person care, uh, they may be missing out on opportunities to uh, create forward-thinking solutions that gravitate more towards uh, virtual care or at least begin the healthcare journey uh, in, a, in a virtual manner. And uh, you know, prior to joining Redirect Health, uh, you know, I was a CFO at other kinds of businesses, including in the healthcare industry. Um, but when it came to purchasing uh, health benefits for employees at, at my previous companies, uh, historically, I would kind of uh, defer more, I'd say, to the, the HR people. And, and historically, again, we would work with health benefits brokers who would bring a, a menu of options. And, and here's what that would look like, uh, generally speaking, year after year after year. Broker would come into the business and they would say, hey, I got great news for you. And here's the great news. You're currently on Humana. You're purchasing a Humana plan. But if you switch to Blue Cross, I can get that for you 
for an 8% increase in cost instead of the 16% increase that you would see if you stuck with Humana. And, and this is what it looked like year after year after year. So as a CFO, you know, you're, you're put in a very, um, it's just not a very uh, comfortable position to be in when, when you're being told by, by your broker that your option is an increase in cost and an, or an increase in cost uh, for a solution that is not necessarily better than what you've been utilizing. And, and since joining Redirect Health, right, this has become completely clear and apparent to me that there are options for businesses. I didn't realize that there were, that these options existed uh, prior to joining Redirect Health, that, that businesses can create health benefit solutions for their employees that are not necessarily centered around the, the traditional BUCAs the Blue Cross, United, Cigna, Aetna, Humana. Um, and, and so to that, that end, COVID, I believe the pandemic, has, has really caused a lot of people to rethink a lot of things. And, and therefore, uh, as finance leaders, I think we need to be paying much more attention to uh, questioning and challenging the traditional mechanism for getting healthcare benefits to, to our employees. The options are there. That's kind of where I wanted to follow up uh, in terms of our conversation is, you know, I, I think of like the large scale employers that, you know, have been around the block as it relates to looking for the best packages they can offer to their employees. They have leverage to be able to discuss, you know, what the plan next year is going to look like with any of those large insurers that you mentioned. But if I'm a small to mid-size and you know company that's like, hey, I want to provide the best for my employees, but I don't really know where to start, or you know, what should I even be looking for? Because I've usually just said, nope, I know it's going to be a cost write-up, and I hand it off. You know, what is the advice to some of those smaller business leaders? And conversely, I, you you had mentioned some of these large insurers, you know, just saying these are going to be the the cost increases each year. What should they know from the business side that maybe they don't or don't fully appreciate? I I think that. Um what finance leaders need to do is be more proactive in the conversations that they have with their health benefits brokers. Uh, you know, again, because prior to my joining Redirect Health, broker would come in and a very reputable, large brokerage firm that I, that I would historically work with. And so really rely on their expertise to, to bring the best solution to, to my business. Um, but what I've learned is that, and, and again, I'm not faulting the, the model or, or the brokerage community, but, but the brokers, they get compensated by these, these health plans. And so it's very important for finance leaders to, A, to understand that dynamic, B, to really challenge the broker and ask questions. Like, what are my options that I know there are other options and and be and I think it's important for finance leaders to be educated on this. Right. Um, options such as self-funding uh, is, is an option. And, and typically self-funding has not historically been available to smaller businesses, but uh, companies like Redirect Health make these kinds of solutions uh, feasible and possible for smaller businesses 
to implement these types of structures. Other structures that are that are key is combining the providing of medical care with the paying for medical care. And, and this is one of the things that I believe is unique about the redirect health model is we're, we're not just third party payers of medical claims. We're actually medical providers that are helping coordinate, coordinate navigate and negotiate uh, care on behalf of our, our members. So, uh, so that is, a, I believe, a, a unique model that can significantly reduce cost for employers and provide superior benefits to the employees. So, uh, you know, the key takeaway for me on this is finance leaders need to be educated on this. Uh, and, and I will admit, I was not prior to joining Redirect Health. I would just take what the broker gave me and say, thank you very much. The, the reality is that, that the brokerage community is, is going to be key in, in this shifting, um, you know, landscape with respect to uh, how employees and their families get access to medical care through their employers. And, and we are, Jack, we're seeing big players are getting into this space. Um, Amazon has recently announced their Amazon Care initiative, uh, and, and they intend to roll that out to outside businesses in uh, the state of Washington first, but I, we fully expect that Amazon is going to roll out a solution that is, is going to cover the, the entire country. Uh, JP Morgan has announced their Morgan Health Initiative, uh, which is focused on helping employers uh, come up with creative solutions to their, their healthcare uh, needs and, and help them to reduce cost. Uh, so, so this is not something that, that you know, just small people are, are focused on, like are big players in this space that are getting very actively involved in, in transforming uh, how, how healthcare gets delivered uh, through employer-sponsored health plans. Yeah, it's interesting to hear you bring up both Amazon and JP Morgan Chase. I mean, after the, I guess we can call it a debacle at this point, the Haven Healthcare Experiment, you know, it's not like they just gave up on that initiative. They were still focused on, we're gonna look for the best options for our employees, try and uh, reduce costs as best they can. I know that uh, Warren Buffett referred to it as the tapeworm of the American economy, but it's still interesting to see them still going after that, like you said, companies of scale trying to figure out those those issues that plague both large and small organizations. I did wanna pick up on one point that you brought up, you were talking about um, making sure that obviously the best options were available for employees. And I can speak from my experience. I don't know if this was the same for you or others in our audience, but I had never gotten so many emails from my company over the past year as it relates to here are your benefits, here's understanding your benefits. And I think that really was spurred on by the pandemic. So can you kind of speak to how businesses can not only, we've focused a lot on what the leaders can learn, but then when it's turning around saying to the employees, like, here's what you need to know when you're looking at your plan options, or here's, you know, when you're trying to understand your benefits, can you speak to the importance of the, the financial literacy among employees, you know, even at a basic level? Yeah, that's, that's a great point, Jack. I, and I, at a macro level, I think that the U.S. Uh, consumer, right? So employees, we're, we're all consumers of healthcare, right? Uh, but we are just awful consumers of healthcare collectively as, as a people, as a nation. Um, and I think the reason why is because the system has basically said, hey, you, 
here's your insurance benefit. You're covered by United Healthcare or Cigna or I mean it doesn't matter whoever you're covered by, but here's your insurance card and here's what the network is. Go get your care, right? It's like handing your an employee a, a an open credit card essentially and saying go go get it done. And um, you know, and, and I use an analogy a lot in these conversations uh, about uh, you know the difference between health insurance and car insurance. Uh, we, most of us drive cars, and if if we drive a car, we purchase a car insurance policy, right? It's usually required by law. However, we don't use our car insurance policy to pay for routine maintenance on our vehicle, such as oil changes, tire rotations wiper blade replacements, all of that routine maintenance, we just, we as consumers, we go into the marketplace and we find the best deal. So if I need replacement wiper blades, I can walk into an AutoZone store and find a set of replacement blades for $35. Well, let's, let's take that over to the healthcare world. If I need an x-ray, typically as a consumer, historically, what do I do? Well, I, I look on my insurance card and I say, well, who's in network or my my primary care is directing me directing me to where to go I don't even necessarily think about that I there are maybe multiple places I could go to get that diagnostic procedure performed and and I think nothing of the cost of that as a consumer because why because I've been handed this essentially credit card by my, my employer that says hey we're just going to pay for this or you know here's what your copay or your deductible is going to be and and we get it done it has made us uninformed consumers and and what we need to do is is to educate people and inject more consumerism into into the healthcare system number one number two i think we need to start to develop solutions that like car insurance really are truly insurance right so routine uh blood labs annual physicals X-rays, MRIs, these these kinds of ru very routine procedures, they're they're relatively low cost and low risk, and you shouldn't use insurance to pay for them. And uh, we we need insurance to protect us from cast uh, catastrophic situations, specialty uh, you know medication needs. Uh, hospitalization, right? Those kinds of higher end catastrophic things are, are what we truly need insurance for. But but in order to um, to educate consumers, i.e., employees, we need to to start to help them think of healthcare as something that they they consume or utilize, and and that they they you know can price shop a little bit for some things. Um, you know, I, 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 I've thought about this a lot. Like, I drive a car. I, I go to Costco to get my gasoline because it probably is 15 cents cheaper than the other store. And I will sit in a Costco gas line for 10 minutes to get 15 cent uh, lower price on my gas. But when it comes to health care, I, I, I don't even think about it, what it costs or, you know, who's who's got the, the better offering. I mean. So I just think that employee education uh, and and helping people understand that we are all consumers of healthcare, we all have a role to play, 
in, in helping to, to drive efficiency. You know, I've recently been reading a, a book. It was written by Dr. Uh, Marty McCary out of Johns Hopkins uh, called The Price We, Ca we Pay. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Jack. Um, it's a great read, and, and he uh, really breaks down uh, a lot of these from the perspective of a, a healthcare provider. And, uh, and, and he's, you know, he's really shocked, right, about how uninformed uh, consumers are and and frankly also how uninformed providers are uh when it comes to to cost so so i think that all of the constituents all the players in the healthcare system be they patients which are the consumers providers who are giving the care or payers the insurance companies all have a role to play but i think businesses who are offering a healthcare solution to their employees have a responsibility to educate their their employees and to and to help them to think like the consumers that they are. We'll be right back after this short break. Hi, I'm Alexandra Pecci, Revenue Cycle Editor at Health Leaders. Don't miss the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle Podcast, which drops the second Tuesday of every month. You'll get to hear Revenue Cycle executives sharing their innovative ideas and proven strategies for tackling big issues like price transparency, denials management, surprise billing, artificial intelligence, and so much more. Subscribe and listen to the Health Leaders Revenue Cycle Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Yeah, I think that keeps going back to the larger uh, push towards price transparency and just having consumers get a better understanding of what they're paying and what they're paying for and what they ultimately have in terms of their benefits package. Uh, Daryl, I've really enjoyed having you on the show today. I did want to finish up with one last question, and obviously this has been a very insurance-oriented conversation, but I want to leave you with the, the last word here in terms of anything that you would say on behalf of, say, businesses in the private sector, those that are dealing with you know, the big five or whoever their respective insurer is in their market, what would you say to the insurance community or the executives who might be listening to this podcast in terms of what they could probably do to orient their businesses to be more helpful or proactive in these conversations? Yeah, I, again, I would just say, I think it's imperative for, uh, for all players in, in the healthcare ecosystem to, to really start to view uh, this from a, a, a consumer uh, and, and a, a traditional marketplace lens. This, the healthcare marketplace is unlike any other marketplace that I've observed. And, and I am a big believer in markets. And, and so the, the key takeaway for me is to let's start thinking about healthcare as a marketplace where there are, are providers and consumers. And, and we also happen to have these third-party payers to help us along the way when there are catastrophic needs. But let's in, let's put the, uh, the the patient and the provider at the center of the healthcare universe. The payer has a, a role to play, but if we if we focus on patient provider relationship and patients being informed consumers, as well as providers helping their patients to to navigate the system. I think we're going to see a tremendous amount of, of um, efficiency, of reduction in waste, uh, in, in unnecessary spending uh, going away. And, you know, I would really like to see that uh, the economics of, of wasted, what's currently wasted healthcare spend, going back into the, the 
the, essentially the pockets of the American workforce, right? If we can reduce the cost of healthcare for our employees, presumably employers can put that savings back into the pockets of, of their employees. And, and to me, that would be a, a systemically huge infusion into the broader marketplace. So I think it's incumbent on all players to, to view this very um, with a very critical lens and, and work collectively to ensure that, that we're delivering the highest quality healthcare at, at the appropriate uh, price. I think that you are not alone in in hoping for some sort of resolution on that front. And it'll be interesting to see, obviously, coming out of the pandemic here, what changes occur both on the payer and provider side and what input the the business and consumer side can have in that. So we'll we'll obviously keep paying attention to it. But certainly appreciate you coming on the show here, Daryl, and given your insights. I know that our audience certainly appreciates them as well. And hopefully down the line we'll be able to reconnect and see where the industry goes from here. It's great to be with you today, Jack. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thank you to our audience for tuning into another episode of the Health Leaders Finance Podcast. Until next time, keep taking care of your patients and each other.